Hey, Lars. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. For me, and it must be nighttime for you, right? Yeah. Or late it's afternoon. To be nighttime. It's 8 p.m. And you're 6 p.m. 6 p.m. All right. 11 hour time difference for us. Yeah. Quite a lot. <laughs> Hi, Lana. Hi, Lars. Hi, Hi Dale. Hi, Rand. Hi, Sheila. Hi. Well, we're getting a good contingency, it looks like, here. Hey, Carla. Is this a class or is this a community call today? Community, community call. call. Yeah. Community call. All right. Deb, did you get the answer to your question on Facebook? Oh, you're muted. I haven't. You mean about the sacral chakra? No. I I didn't know what it was, but I went. I googled, and it might be Saint Germain, but I'm not sure about that. Okay. Well, I know he's crown chakra in seven sacred flames. But oh, I'll... he is. Okay. Yeah, I really don't know. Carl may know. Oh. Chakras are not my thing. The ascended, the ascended master responsible for the sacral chakra. Well, what does it say in the seven sacred flames? I can't see sacral chakra in it. I don't see it in the main seven, which is unusual to me. So I don't, that's why I put it on Facebook. I thought maybe I'm just, you know, how you can add something and not see it. I thought maybe I was missing it. Maybe the lower chakras are all combined. <clears throat> well, no, one and three are in there separately. But. One and three mm. is. What's the one and three? Okay, so the sacral would be. That's not the. Uh, that's. Which one is that one? Second. Second. Oh. Root sacral solar plexus. If anybody sees it, let me know, please. <laughs> Does uh, somebody want to pray in? No? <laughs> okay. I'll pray in. So willing, so willing to be present to this community call, to whatever is arising in our awareness to share, to whatever we hear that is helpful. We are Letting go, letting go, letting go of the blocks, the thinking, the noticing, the attachments that block our 
connection with ourselves, with love, which we are. And we're experiencing more and more. We are allowing that more and more the love that we are to arise from within us and be expressed in each situation, each moment. And we're open to the support from the entire company of heaven, all the invisible. We call on the angels to support us in this transition of awareness. And we share all this, all, all this we don't even know about, but we're growing into an awareness. We share all this, all, everything we are with everyone, because we are truly one being. Increase. Gratitude. Trust. We allow it to be. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. For the opportunity. Such a blessing to pray among so many people. Now for the main course. I'm just going to say hi, and it's nice to see all your faces. Good to be here. <laughs> We could do an hour of silent smiling. <laughs> it's probably just as healing as talking. Yeah, I must really say at the moment there aren't so many challenges coming up for I really know to give them over to spirit. I mean, last week I was on holiday with my mother-in-law, the two kids and Yeah, it was really not with my wife and it was really not a problem. Whenever there was a conflict arising, I did my forgiveness work and I gave it over to spirit and it was really not a problem anymore. I remember years ago, it was really horrible for there were always discussion about education, how to educate our children, that they behave properly while they're eating and things like that. But now it's really not a problem anymore for me. I mean, it's a totally different attitude. So sometimes I really feel it's difficult to find challenging things or really feel in the flow of love. I mean, it's really incredible sometimes. It's really a miracle. It's really wonderful to really enjoy the silence and really feeling, okay, everything is wonderful. I mean, spirit is there to guide us in every aspect of our lives. This is really amazing for me. 
Wow, it's really um, <clears throat> I'm really grateful to hear that and to remember because um, I was I've been hearing that I mean I've been noticing that more and more in people and this is the whole that I want to go into the start of the roommate experience but I realized that I I felt that I wasn't really shifting as as much as I wanted to and I realized. It was the diligence because I didn't have that 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 challenging person in my life. I lived alone. I had no family, no job. I mean, whatever. It's all reasons, right? Story. And um, and I asked for this experience. <laughs> and it's, I mean, how powerful I am because it it happened not into the way I anticipated at all. Within like I think it was around ten days later. And um, and so to fast forward to all the stuff, it's so interesting how I believe my thinking a lot. And so what I'm hearing from you, Lars, is that you're you're offering it up to spirit before you go into that. Maybe maybe I don't know, but. I know that I do. I go into believing my thinking because of appearances in the world. And uh, it, it's proof that my thinking is correct. <laughs> right? And um, again, my roommate has given me such a blessing. It gives me such a challenge to, um, to be diligent. Am I thinking? And I knew I f- knew it intellectually. I didn't feel it really fully. And I did this. It seems like the same thing. Appearances have shifted, but you know, whatever, whatever the story is, I want to make it. I don't know, but I, I guess I'm willing to believe that I was able to let go of. It enough that it shifted again and um, after a week of not talking and other experiences that I found upsetting I kind of shared about how to do something in yesterday's class it was supposed to be a community call it came up as a community call in the, on my email but it must have changed to a class for some reason, but it was a class. And how I shared it, I shared like, I just was willing to learn it, something. And I don't know, maybe people prayed for me, the angels were helping me, and I was able to do it enough. It doesn't really matter at all. But um, so I was able to shift again, and I was able to... recognize more fully my responsibility and believing my thoughts and not be, I don't feel bad about it like I used to a lot I feel like huh huh hmm huh. it looks similar to a pattern 
but maybe it's different and I'm just able to see it and not identify with it as much. And I feel like that was a huge success. And I want to thank everybody in the class yesterday and everybody who supports me and all my group who's always supported me. Whether they know it or not. <laughs> hey, Rumi, she's supporting me. Really supporting me. Such a blessing. So, that's it. I just, so grateful for all your shares. How meaningful this one. successes or challenges is no difference to me. It's all part of my life. Thank you. Thank you, Carla. Welcome, Elena. Hello. Um, I'm curious how, you know, in the recent weeks, we've been talking about the practice of uh, walking through the doorway saying, I'm here only to be truly helpful. And we've talked about big rocks and little rocks. And we've talked about writing forgiveness letters around those patterns that we identified in the reboot class. And I was just curious if anybody had anything to share in regard to any of those. I'll go first. <laughs> Let's see. Big rocks, little rocks. That's fun. Every morning, every night, I make a list yeah, of the things in form that I think I want to do. But what never goes on the list are what are the big rocks. And I remember back when Jennifer had the woman on who talked about the pause technique and she had a day where she was feeling really overwhelmed and she had this incredibly long list of things to do. And what she said is, I better set the foundation first. And so she actually, you know, she did her morning prayers. She did her practice, whatever. And then she went forward out into the world and, of course, had a joyful experience instead of feeling overwhelmed and had all these experiences where things turned out so miraculously. So uh, the big rocks really is to begin the day with the foundation before I ever get out of bed uh, to begin the day with my contract. Uh, and to begin my day with a quote that my daughter Jen gave me when she was diagnosed with cancer. And she, it was a poster and I have now, uh, I've got that poster framed and I've shared it with a few people. And my granddaughter memorized it not long ago. And it's, I was like, oh my God, she's got this memorized. I better memorize it too. I haven't memorized it. So I memorized it. So I begin the day with that. And, um, so that and my contract, and then the, the third part of my wake-up ritual now is to just say, okay, God, use me. I'm working for God, Inc. Thank you, Jennifer. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom would you have me say it? And truly, 
since I have started doing that so regularly as my big, big rock, um, the, my days are, I, I'm not really feeling that much fatigue. Um, I am having, the day just unfolds miraculously. That's all I can say. It's just really a pleasure. And it really has that sense of being in the flow. And the idea of walking into places and saying, well, I had to do an interview on TV on Monday. And I was nervous. I don't do that very very rarely. And um, it was just a three-minute blip, whatever. But I found myself being anxious. And I thought, that ain't right. <laughs> that when we trust, there's no feeling of anxiety. And so I found myself really just saying, Holy Spirit, I give you this anxiety. I already know that this is going to unfold well because it's not about me. I am here only to be truly helpful. And that's it. And that lifted me so much, and I felt a, a really strong peace come over me. And um, so I, 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 don't, I don't remember very much about the interview itself, uh, except for the woman saying, keep your eyes on me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then it unfolded. And I think what I'm wanting to say is that the more I do this, the better it gets. The better it gets, the more I want to do it. It becomes like heroin, but the right kind of heroin. Uh, it really becomes addictive. And uh, and then the small rocks all get done. And they get done smoothly and easily and effortlessly. And that's the fun thing. Um, that's the very, very fun thing. And I am so grateful for this group again and for my prayer partners and um, for this time that we dedicate to coming together to, to sharing and supporting and uh, lifting each other. So that's it. For now. Karen, what's the quote that you memorized? Uh, my quote is, oh, it's so beautiful. It says, this is the beginning of a new day. I have been given this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good. What I do today is important because I am exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever. In its place will be something I have left behind. Let it be something good. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I love that. Thank you, Karen. Um, I had just the thought just now, and it was that, you know, when I do make lists, uh, like I have a list next to me, and it's like it doesn't own me, but it's almost fun to watch how spirit will coordinate the doing of this thing. Like I've let go of forcefully doing lists, but it's almost to appease this desire to see what's actually kind of in my awareness as what to do and yet I let it just I'm enjoying letting it be done so it might be just me working with my let's say my older way of being where 
I wrote a list so I don't forget something and I don't because I'm afraid I'm going to screw something up. And now it's more like, okay, this feels like mine to do. I feel it. It's on my list. Um, let's see when it gets done. And um, that's just, I didn't really think of that, but that's what I'm experiencing now. And literally just flowing with the tide of the day, it tells me what to do. And the things on the list are getting done. And it feels fun. And um, so I found some kind of happy medium there with not making lists bad and and letting it be like, let's watch all the things. Like I use a highlighter when it happens and I am joyfully highlighting. And it doesn't stress me out. So I didn't even think of that, but that's kind of what's happening. So. And I'll add because I had been starting my vision board for the year. And as spirit would have it, I was guided to read this book um, that I was given by a masterful living prayer partner. Do you guys remember Natalie? I think only Karen and Rich might know her. Natalie Kong was from China. And um, she gave me a book once because spirit told her to in 2014. She shared this with me on it from Amazon audio books. I was told I felt the guidance to listen again. It's beautiful called um, Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver. I love it so much. And she had this point in the, it's, it's an audio reading of the book. And so she's reading a chapter and it was like, she has a great sarcasm kind of conversational flow to her writing. And she was like saying that her friend was making list after list of all the things she wants to manifest. And I was kind of mid in the middle of doing that. So I was like, oh, please don't take my list away. Um, I want to drink cream tea in England. Can I put it on? Isn't that isn't this innocent? I'm okay if I don't get to do it. But can I write it down? Is that I don't feel attached. But she was teaching about invoking divine order, which I think we talk about all the time. It might just be different words, but it's kind of the same thing. I'm happy to write down the list of the things that even my ego wants me to write down. And it's like, okay, I'll write it. And then I invoke the divine order for how it's going to happen. And this or something greater. And I feel like I've come to a peace with this concept of what I want to do and what gets done and what happens. So that's what I'll share. That feels more complete. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I want to respond to you, Angela. And I'm not, whatever, this is what's coming up for me, right? So I'm thinking, my, I'm noticing, I'm like, wow, she's really something. She's really, you know, aligned with spirit. She's really this and that. And I'm realizing, that's, that, I don't really, I'm not interested in that thought, right? 
that's, I mean, and I realized also, <clears throat> I think this is maybe thought, but it came to me. This is good to know. This is possible. Whether I'm doing it or not, it's being done. So if it's being done by anybody, it is possible. Not that it needs to be done to be possible, because if I can think it, it's possible. But I can't think it yet. <laughs> uh, uh, yet. Yet. So it's just real interesting. I just wanted to share that my first response was like, uh, uh, I'm not doing it. Uh, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Now I know. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you for your honesty of the comparison, egoic thoughts. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing too. <laughs> this has brought a lot of things up for me. I mean, I remember Jennifer talked about in one of her classes, I'm always listening to the classes in my car in the mornings and I don't really know if it was Masterful Living too or so. She says something about writing a letter to her, what we would like to say to her at the end of the year. And I was thinking and thinking I found for myself some years ago, I would have said, okay, I would like to be fully enlightened. I would to be always in contact with the divine and things like that. And now it's nothing great that I'm really intending to do. It's just being uh, in connection to spirit the whole day. I mean, my whole life. I mean, as everything is in divine order. Nothing more. I mean, nothing great. Really, this connection is really important. And this was brought up for me when you talked about it. So thank you. So wonderful. Thank you also for inspiring me what to do with my list. It's on my table. I'm immediately surrendering it to spirit and the angels. Yours, not mine. You know, with all these small things to do. You know, I also, what I did with the big rocks, I, I was just inspired because I had, I made a list and I really liked the idea. And I also put a color on each big rock, you know, it's just like, like self-care is pink, body is green, you know. And then I got this uh, Google calendar and it just highlighted things like self-care for body is green and just chilling and doing nothing. It's my thing. Like a mom, I need this. Coming from work and sitting, doing nothing, watching through my window, just connecting with the world, with myself, with spirit. And I highlighted it in pink in my calendar. So I look at it now and I say, well, you can't say now that you don't have time for yourself. Look, your calendar looks so green and pinky. So you have time for yourself. You know? Like even if it's only half an hour or whatever, but it's. That's my way to do to and I also on a vision board this this year I was inspired to do it. I just I just draw it hot of different color and I put all of the big rocks on it and I put some you know keywords like what I would like to feel like for the body vitality and radiance, you know, and something like that in each heart. 
I'm still working on it. I will share it with you when it's ready. But I find it so inspiring. You kind of integrating it in my daily life with the scaling the colors as well. I'm so excited that you can put colors on the calendar now. <laughs> I love the element of fun and playfulness and however we can lift ourselves up. Well, um, Karen, I'm a prayer partner with Karen, and she has been talking about her list for a while, or maybe not very long, but, and I've been like, um, yeah, I need to do a list because there's so many things. And my husband is a list maker, and for years he's like, I'd, I'd be like, oh, there's so much to do. And he'd be like, make a list. And I'm like, no, I'm not making a list, you know. And uh, so I've never been a list maker, and so it all is going around. Uh, and since um, this list idea has been brought up, I've tried it a couple of times and, you know, didn't really put any. Uh, full attention towards it. And yesterday, I made a list. And then, you know, I, I uh, honestly, Angela, it was like, I'm just making the list. It's so lovely to have it concrete. And it, now it doesn't have to be rolling around so much. There it is. But I'm not going to force myself. I'm just going to see how it plays out. And it, by the end of the day, it was so fun to put little stars. I have, I like to work with pencil and paper. So um, when I, uh, it was so neat to go over. I'd forget about the list, and then I'd be like, oh, I did something, and I'd go and make a little star. And that, by the end of the day, there were many things not accomplished, but I didn't feel guilty and bad. I'm just like, they're staying on the list. And they'll get a start, maybe, or maybe not. And um, so thank you, Karen. I, I appreciate your encouragement, as you mentioned the list every time we have our call. And, Angela, thank you for putting, expressing it so beautifully in the experience that I'm noticing. So the list is not this bad uh, or negative idea. Uh, so I'm hoping, I won't promise that I will do that, uh, but I'm, I'm, will, I'm hoping that I will do it. The other thing I'm noticing is when you do put pencil to paper or pen to paper or marker to paper, when you do that kind of activity, you go deeper whether it's just the list or it's the forgiveness letter. So I'm noticing how important that is. And, um, okay, I'm bringing this up because I know you will hold the truth for who I am. I hate sharing this stuff, and I want to be so beyond it.
but I'm, I'm feeling frightened to come to class. I, there's a lot of fear about coming to class um, because I am so far behind in the work. And I know this is not true, and I know that everything is in God's timing. But I just let, I want to share with you guys so I don't have to sit feeling uh, uncomfortable or I don't belong or I'm not good enough. All my key, uh, or, and smart enough, all my key false beliefs. And I am in, I am feeling really upset. I'm noticing feelings of being upset and uh, angry with myself because here I am in this AP class and I feel like I've been sleepwalking. I listened to Masterful Living um, after I signed up. Uh, when I signed up for Masterful Living, I'm sorry, when I signed up for Masterful Living, I listened, I, the first year I signed up in March. So whatever the beginning of that year was, I didn't even know about contracts or anything. And um, so I missed out. The second year or two, I downloaded, and I downloaded my class and other classes and community calls. But I didn't participate. And so even though I feel like I've, I've got so many notebooks, oh, my gosh, filled up with listening to downloads, and yet I feel like I have um, missed so much. And the example is the contract. And it's like uh, when we did the reboot this year, I couldn't remember ever doing it, but as we did it, I remembered, oh, yes, I have done this with Jennifer before, but I never did anything with it. And just these obvious things that I have missed and haven't done has been so um, wanting to swallow me up to a place of, um, for other reasons, not joining this year. And it's, it, it's just the ending of the year was very intense, and the beginning of the year has been incredibly intense. And now when I come to class, I'm fearful because I haven't done this and I haven't done that and I haven't done this and I haven't done that, and yet I've been doing so much I've been doing the things that draw me, and I know that the truth for me is that with all the tools, the ones that I turn to, even if they aren't even being mentioned when we come to class, that's what feels more honest. And I just feel like there's so many things to be done, and I'm get up in the morning, and there's so much to do. 
And I also have a practice that I know the blessing and the expression of God in my life, and it is so joyful and so beautiful and so real and so many insights and uh, goodnesses. And I have beautiful prayer partners, which are just one-on-one. I feel like I go to heaven every time I'm with a prayer partner. And that has been so incredibly uplifting and inspiring. I'm doing some deep work, but I will just say, and I'll end it, um, I love the homework class that, Angela, that you are um, providing for the 27 pages (laughs) that um, I've just made a decision to commit to working on that, and I haven't I've, it was amazing. I, I have Quaker meeting on Sunday, so there's a conflict. And one Sunday I miss Quaker meeting so I can come to your class. And then the next Sunday I go to Quaker meeting. And, uh, you know, so I'm kind of in that jigsaw. But the Sunday, the last Sunday that we had, I just sat down. I did not go to meeting, and I just gave myself this whole lovely time. And I, I didn't know what you were going to be doing, but I looked at my notes and found out that my contract hadn't been worked on. And so I sat. That's what I did. And then that's what you did. So it was just really awesome that I, that's where I was. And I'm, one of the things I missed hearing was that the vision, the meditation that Jennifer gave, which I downloaded and listened to, and then I downloaded it again and experienced it. And then I heard that to write the contract, it would be good to go back to the vision. And it was like, I never heard that before. And I don't have to do that, but I am just sticking with this homework that feels like a foundation, and I am desiring to go, to commit to doing that, to go deeper, and I'm going to listen to the visioning meditation again, and I'm going to sit down with my contract, because I've been trying to write a contract for years, and I, the AIGs, the AIGs are never, I can never say this is complete and holy and perfect. It's never good enough. So I can never send it to Jennifer. And it never gets done. And I so desire to have a contract. And it's embarrassing. Hey, Robin. Hey. 
Hey, never let the uh, perfect be the enemy of the good. <laughs> I'm right there all the time. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. So I'll just finish up and say thank you for listening to me. I, you all have so been last year your unconditional love, and I know that's not such a thing, but you've been bringing me along so beautifully, and. I don't want to give up, and I, I really can't give up, uh, but I can go back into doing things more on my alone. So thank you. Uh, I know that this this is the false. This is untrue as I speak it, and I don't even want to bring it to you, but I feel like that's – I'm trying to understand why we share our stuff. And uh, because it feels like, who wants to listen to this and do this? And I want to bring good stuff to you guys. I want to tell my good stories. But I just need to do that to clear to clear things up that, that I've been struggling. And I will find my way. And I know in an instant I have the experiences of just finding that safe, calm space. I'm so desiring to be in communication in every moment and to not and to be loving and gentle towards myself when I'm not. So thank you. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I just would like to say that sincerity and vulnerability is wonderful stuff for me. Thank you. I'm grateful too. Thanks, Deb. Thank you, Robin. Thank you for sharing this. And I know it might look like when, when we are sharing that we are all perfect, but you know what? I am in this homework. I am, I think, on my deep desire of my heart number two somewhere. I'm not even close to my contract. And we are sharing, sharing with my prayer partner. I think my contract will be ready like in April this year, but it doesn't matter. It will be ready when it's, when it's ready, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I anyway have a feeling that it's such a, it's foundational work. And I also have a feeling that it's not only for one year. It's something, it's just important. And I have, I have impression that I, not not that I need to do it right, but it is so important that I just give me time with this. So so it's what you are doing. We're all, you know, there's no right or wrong. And I, and I know right that. And, I, and I, that's why I'm saying just stay where you are with this. And Angela, you used a lovely, I can't do your whole quote, but you said, that we're learning to loosen up on how things should be done or I don't and I'm trying to be really truthful to my commitment in doing this, not to say well I've done it now, but uh, that I'm doing it uh, with integrity, not to just scratch it off, you know, and if it means I'm not going to have that long letter written for a while, but I will just, uh, th- this is what I want to do, and I'll do, I'll do it. And I can make my little pencil star. 
Robin, let me throw something in. Uh, I think what for me, it may not be good for anybody else but me, but for me, the, there is an illusion, there is an ego trickster that there is a finished product. There's never a finished product, I don't think. In, in, in our work, in growth and so forth, uh, we're always in a process of learning, developing, refining. Uh, so if I allow myself to think, oh, I have a finished product. I'm not, I'm not finished. Well, that's right. You're not finished. You're never going to be, I mean, I guess in the atonement is, is, is when totally awaken again. But until then, you know, we are always in the process of learning. There is no finished product. So that is not a goal. I mean, a goal is to be constantly learning and refining and doing more in the flow of love and so forth. And so I, I want to release that belief that I have that there's a finished product and I invite your consideration for that. Well, and thank you. And I, and I realized that I think the, the commitment to put pencil to paper, it's the process of that helps me go deeper. And I just split around and, and, I agree with you totally that it's an ongoing process and an revelation until we move forward. But I think I have not liked working in the workbooks. I have not liked, uh, and that's a big guilt too. And whether I ever do that or not, I'm familiar with them and I've used some things from them. The deep desire of the heart and the divine experiment our, our prayers, I've made a blessing prayer from both of those that I use constantly in my life, and it just makes such a difference. And it, for me, it may be not looking at the, but it's, it's the idea that I am, this has been offered as a tool to help take people deeper. And so, I can use it that way, and uh, so if I made the impression of like, I've got to finish this so I can check it off, that's part of it, but deeply, it's the desire to really open myself and go deep, 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 so I can move forward and let go of blocks that might come up because I'm actually going to do this, you know, and there's so many tools to work with, and my favorite thing to do is to sit quietly, uh, to read, uh, to um, write down beautiful quotes. I get insights. I write those down. I mean, I marvel at just sitting. I go, oh, my God, you know, and then I write down and listening to all the classes, listening to the community calls, listening to um, living a course in miracles, but I don't want to sit down and actually, and I, I'm just feeling like that's the next step for me, that I really need to, I just want to write forgiveness letters. I, that is really in front of me, and I keep being told forgiveness letters, forgiveness letters, and um, I know that it would be so helpful just because I've done a few, and and in them I've found things that I didn't even know about that were in me. So, so thank you, Rich, for helping me to remind myself not to make it a goal that I have to accomplish, but that it is a process. 
that I am choosing now to take a step to go deeper by using some of these tools where I put pen to paper and because I know that it takes you deeper and I want to have that experience. So I don't know. I'm rambling on. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to just. Share. So what I'm hearing really is what what I'm hearing you say is that when you come into these classes, you feel a lot of fear, but you show up anyway. Yeah. You do that. It lifts me because when you when we are healed, the whole world is healed. Each time any of us feel the fear and do it anyway, it is expanding out and rippling. And. uh, very inspiring to me. Well, I, I I know that I love this community, and I and I know that um, it's for my healing to come. And so, but it is. I show up like, okay, I'm going in, <laughs> and I hope people don't judge me because I'm sitting here judging myself the whole time. Oh, you don't, you're not, you just didn't do that. Now look, you know, so I, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. And I know so many of you and have been prayer partners, and I love, well, even the people that I don't know, it's just like, I want to be with you all, you know, I want to be. And I guess I feel like the last thing I'll say is, uh, with my prayer partners being one-on-one. And by the way, I was prayer partners with Lars at one point. And it, on one together time, or prayer partner call, we both came to this place where we said, well, let's sit in silence together. It was the most, and, and, and I shared, well, you know, in my Quaker process, we have called worship shares where we, Go into silence. Most of the meeting is silent. People stand and share something if they feel inspired or not. But um, I said in this that we sit deeply and then we share from that place. And it was so remarkable. I, I, it was one of the deepest uh, calls um, that was just, I won't forget it. I mean, I forget the details, but I, I just... Remember that experience with you, Lars. So, yeah. You may have forgotten, but I remembered it. I don't have forgotten it. It was beautiful that you have just mentioned it. What is just coming into my mind? I mean, there's so much work I have never done, I must admit. I never, never tried to write a mastery journal, for example. There were so many, there are so many tools in the books I didn't do. And I remember when I started Master for Living, I thought, okay, uh, I'm a beginner. Something like that. And I still feel sometimes like a beginner because when I'm listening to Master for Living one classes, I'm discovering so many things still now that are totally new for me. Jennifer might have talked about it some years ago, but I really, I never did the work. And 
Sweetie, it's so wonderful to hear it also from you that we are all in this process and we are discovering something new that we accuse ourselves of not having done enough and then we have a different insight. It's really so wonderful and so healing for us all. So thank you so much also that you have mentioned the silence to come to place of silence. It was also very wonderful for me to really let go of everything. This is on my mind, but just be there. Just be together with you and with all our group in this place of silence was also very deep and wonderful experience for me. Thank you so much for mentioning it again. I will, uh, I've been trying to join the MLC1 classes and I think that is triggering. Uh, I don't want to blame going, but I, I just, and all these people are like, they've been in it for years and so I really feel small when I uh, go to those classes and I feel like I can't uh, share. Um, yeah, so so that's just another thing that's going on that that has uh, shown me how, like I've just been sleepwalking or something, but uh, I, yeah. And the other piece is that I still feel like I don't belong. And that's I can choose to feel that until I die. And I know I just need to stop it. But there's I just compare and look at people and uh, what you all have gathered around yourselves at this time. And I'm just feeling like... Uh, that I don't belong. That strong, that strong, uh, and maybe it's the ego really trying to pounce on me at this point because I feel so determined. I'm doing this. You know, I'm such a fearful person. Uh, I say that smiling because I want to lift this up. I'm tired of driving us down. But so thank you. I'm, I, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would just say, I don't feel driven down. I feel connected because I feel the same vulnerability. I, I don't have my AIG done. I feel like the analogy that came up while you were talking, Robin, is that we are all birthing. For some of us, it takes a month. For me, this year, it's not taken a month. <laughs> you know, it's taken longer and... It's difficult for me to hear how good things are when I have felt extremely challenged since about mid-January. And uh, and yet I'm grateful to hear how good things are because I know it's possible and I've been there and it will happen again. The circle will come around. Uh, so many shares touched because the, the biggest thing I learned in ML1 was, you know, at that time I was list maker extraordinaire. And I followed it because I had that much to do. And I still have that much to do. But Jennifer invited me to just be. And last year there was an integration of that being and doing. Right now, I've flipped 
to the being side where (laughs) all in flow and nothing much is getting done. But, you know, this too somehow is going to balance. There's a growth. It's been uh, painful. Even though I prefer to learn not by suffering, it's been painful. Say, Deb? Yeah. I think the Taoists have that saying is, when nothing is done, nothing remains to be done. It's a central tenet in Taoism. So when nothing is done, nothing remains to be done. Hmm. I, I'm like having this. I can't even wrap my brain around that. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that one. A million and one gumballs in the yard that need to be done, you know. That's what I'm saying is they don't need to be done. Yeah. Is what the the Dallas would say. Everything is perfect just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. Because I once had a practitioner that I was seeing say, what if everything's perfect in its imperfection? And I was like, what? I don't even know what that means. I know what that means now. More. More. Yeah. I I would just say I'm grateful for your authenticity and for your vulnerability. I um, would like to give the group a little bit of an update. I've had a week where my spouse is extremely depressed. When she's extremely depressed, I become the source of all of the issues in her life. And she tells me this and I don't believe it. It's, it's nonsense to me, but we go through uh, a week until the drugs she takes kick in and uh, starts feeling a little better about things. Um, But during that time, uh, I'm on my own, and I am reminded that um, uh, I need to build a life outside of my spouse who has been incrementally pulling away slowly but surely. And this is another one of those exercises that... uh, we're doing right now and uh, but I must say without this mind training of the last four years I wouldn't have been able to do what I've been able to do is keep my sanity I stayed in love fear was a very small part of the experience and every fear is I just kind of kept passing on to Holy Spirit so I was in the midst of that dumpster fire (laughs) But I had all the tools to um, uh, make it sane. Um, And uh, I did reach out to lots of people. I would make phone calls as necessary. And um, uh, I don't know where things go from here, but um, I was maintained. I was held up by the Holy Spirit. What I'm trying to say. I, the tools were there. I loved. I stayed in love. 
I did my part and uh, the Holy Spirit did the heavy lifting for me on this. And I was not in fear. And I didn't worry about all kinds of things that I worry about. So uh, I just wanted to share uh, a tough week, but nonetheless, the kind of things we want to be doing, you know, with this training, you know, using what we learn and making it go. So um, uh, thank you all for support. Thank you all for this training process. And as we've learned to let go and let God, it has made a tremendous, tremendous difference for me. And thank you. I'm really grateful. Thank you, Ren, for sharing this. Thank you. It really expresses, I think, the beauty of this community. I must also say, I, I mean, I started being a lonely fighter. I always thought that I have to fight alone. And um, it took me as many as probably three years to come to conclusion that I might be helped, although I was reaching out for help, but not as much as I'm doing now, not as much as I'm really doing now. And it seems to be like Robin, you shared, you, you were afraid to, to speak in the calls or whatever. I, I mean, don't talk about me. The first year I spent, I didn't never open even my mouth. I was present in every community call, like a silent listener. I was afraid to speak. And what's now is like when is sharing. Every time something is triggering me, happen, happening, I just reach out to prayer partners, counselors, friends, community, all of the circles that we have all around. It seems to me we're just surrounded by this helpful environment, you know. And this is so, so helpful, so, so good. I mean, I've been challenged. I've been challenged this year too, and I just like close my eyes and make a call or just message someone. Like, can we talk? You know. Alina, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, I I, I look. I see the company of heaven and the company of those on earth. And all of them together, instead of never go it alone. That's always our first impulse, but never <laughs> can't do it alone. <laughs> so uh, that's been my experience. I'd like to share something um, Karen asked at the beginning about people following up on various things and one was forgiveness letters and uh, you know i have had um written some forgiveness letters but probably had some resistance to doing that very much and 
So I've been having kind of an unsettled time since we came back here to to Oklahoma. And um, uh, so um, I've had that on my mind. I should, I should, quote, do that, but haven't. And then the other morning, I woke up about 4.30 in the morning and got up and wrote uh, a long self-forgiveness letter, which I found to be very helpful. I was really surprised at the first part about what I am angry about, what I am, that part of what I'm afraid about, how much unburdening, you know, I was able to do, how many things uh, came up. I had recently committed to reading Zero Limits again because I wanted to go back and remember how that psychologist actually helped all those people without seeing it. Being a psychologist myself, I, I come back and say, wow, could that really happen? Is that, is that really for real? So I went back and read that book again and it was, you know, he talks in there about we either we are either uh, informed our life, our decisions are either informed by painful memories or inspir- divine inspiration. Uh, and so in doing this forgiveness letter, it helped me be more aware of how much of my life is informed by painful memories, which I then use a lot of uh, 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 spiritual bypass or self-medication, whether it's watching CNN or for me, because I'm sort of a political junkie or doing other things to kind of avoid uh, dealing with those issues. So it was very helpful to, to bring those to the surface and um, feel some, you know, more unburdened by that and then go back through that whole process of the forgiveness letter and and see what I am committed to doing and, and what I want to replace those things with. So I just pass that on as a testimonial to the importance of doing the work, basically, which was one of the other things I've committed to do the work. I I, I think I'm not alone in, in what other people have said the first year we were in Mass for Living, we didn't talk to anybody. Jennifer oftentimes kids us about how she didn't even know we existed the first year we were in Mass for a Living because we never did anything or said anything. And then all of a sudden, the second year, Karen and I both got very involved. And uh, so she's like, where were you for a whole year? <laughs> I guess we were hiding out someplace or learning in the, in the in that process. But And I also, so that's that. The other thing I was going to comment on is how uh, – much it has meant to me to have the Zoom technology. And I think in terms of the development of the group cohesion and the sense of being together, I, it, it does my, I feel very nurtured and supported by uh, looking out at everybody's smiling faces. And somehow, you know, you can hear people's voices, but if you, I'm going around, you know, like doing something else while I'm, uh, while I'm you know, while I'm listening, it's not the same as being here and being able to see everybody. So I'm really, grateful and appreciative for the Jennifer going out of her way to develop and to embrace this Zoom technology. And even though uh, I'm aware that my hair is sticking up today, but I don't really care about that. Now, <laughs> there was a time when I, when I wouldn't have wanted to be on the video because, you know, my hair is sticking up because I haven't actually got out of my pajamas yet. But um, I don't care about that now. So that's, that's a helpful, helpful thing. <laughs> So that, that's what I have to say this morning. <laughs> well, you know, about those Zoom meetings, I guess the next step will be someday we'll probably have little hologram meetings where we all appear as a big giant hologram in each other's living rooms. And uh, stay tuned for that, I guess. <laughs> well, or else it's just it's just amazing, you know, how, you know, you can't actually see people in real life, you know, like uh, – 
we end up moving to Rhode Island about a five minute walk from Angela. So, you know, when we're in Rhode Island, we're very close to her and she can come sit with us on the lake. And, and then my friend, Peter Ross, who some of you may remember Peter from, he's not in ML now, but you know, I stay in touch with him and he's in New York city. And so we've, I've gone to visit him and Karen has, we've visited Karen Laughlin and other people that we've known. So it's possible to actually see people, whether it's at workshops or, if you travel in their part of the country or whatever. So that's pretty cool as well. So uh, Richard about that political junkie thing. Yeah. That's one of my uh, things I get, in, I get into as well. Unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not sure it's there to be healed. Mm. Uh, to sit back and observe and I'm trying to learn to observe politically in a non-judgmental way, which in politics is almost near impossible, I guess. So, uh, um, uh, that's been one of my things too, is that, uh, CNN junkie thing. <laughs> well, I think for me, it's really like whether you watch it, because you gain information in the illusion, but you gain information or it's inspirational. And in the last few days, it's been just highly inspirational to see these kids in Florida and what's going on there uh, on the one hand, or whether you just do it to avoid other things. That's another thing. But I mean, there's great inspiration. I was, you know, was watching um, uh, Senator Rubio last night. And although I disagree with most everything he said, but you know, we we're talking about being present and, and he was present. And I really admire that, uh, that sense of, uh, of being there when it's difficult and standing in place, you know? And so, so sometimes it can really be good. It's that discernment of when it's a useful thing and when it's an avoidance or a self-medication. So that's what I'm working on that discrimination. Sweet. You know, Marianne says um, uh, you can you can look at the it's about the crucifixion. You can focus on the you crucifixion. can focus on the cru crucifixion, but you don't have to stay there. So there is a sense that it doesn't to me make sense in our world of illusion to say, oh, I'm not going to watch the news, I'm not going to pay any attention to that because it's where we live and there are lessons to be learned. But we don't have to stay there in the misery and unhappiness or criticism or judgment. So I've always stuck with Mary Ann's. You can, you, it's important to look at the crucifixion, but you don't have to stay there. You know, uh, Jennifer, another Jennifer says, you know, uh, sadness can come to your door, but you don't have to invite it in for a cup of coffee, you know? So I think that's really true. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually Rand, when you were talking and you talked about let the Holy spirit do the heavy lifting, Yes. And in my own practice of uh, Masterful Living with Jennifer, I, I, that sparked in me a, a memory bank or a trace of all the little phrases that she has given that I have now incorporated into mm -hmm. my life, mm -hmm. like what we resist persists, let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting, partner with my higher Holy Spirit self, Comparisons are share the benefits with everyone. Uh, to compare is to, to despair. despair. Yeah. I mean, we can do a whole... <laughs> I mean, I bet every one of us has one or two that comes to us and how helpful those are without having to make lists or to write them down to have those come up into my mind like, oh, 
yes, that's right. I'm comparing or blame game. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. my favorites. So, um, are we going to write a little, little tiny book, booklet, <laughs> little phrases yeah. in there? <laughs> Whatever anybody's called to do. I'm just, I was just aware of really of how often now those thoughts are with me. And I, I find myself say, Oh, I'm playing the blame game here. Now I'm going to, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. That's one of my favorites. And one of the, you know, one of the things is the, uh, the concept of believing we can do almost anything. I'm going to brag on this person over here for a moment in the sense that, you know, last November, some of you heard this story, I'm sure, but last November, Karen and her friend uh, knew that Marianne Williamson was making this love tour around America. And so they said to each other, I wonder if she'd come to Oklahoma. It's like, now I would usually say, nah, she won't. But they, <laughs> they wrote her and she's coming and she'll be here on Sunday. We'll, we're going to pick her up at the airport uh, on Saturday and um, she'll be giving uh, one of her love tour sites in Oklahoma city. And Karen has totally put that together. Then all the organization, we raised the money, we did everything she did. She had lots of helpers. But it, I only say that by way of uh, a friend of ours once said, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So mm -hmm. if you don't dream, that nothing happens. And the dreams can come true, and you can make that make those things happen. So we will be with, uh, with Marianne this weekend, and, and I, I'm really excited and honored to have that. So this one. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we actually, I would say last year, we did the same thing with Jennifer. We were with Jennifer in Mexico at the retreat and leaving, giving hugs to Jennifer as we went out. Karen said to Jennifer, I don't suppose you'd ever come to Oklahoma City. And Jennifer said, are you inviting us? <laughs> and we said, well, yeah. You know, and so we came back to Oklahoma and it's like, we didn't know how to do that. And, uh, talk to people at a unity church would they want could they have that thing and they said yeah we do stuff like that and this is how we do it and and but they they don't even charge admission they said well all we do is take a love offering and whatever we get we give 70 percent to the speaker and the church takes 30 percent so i called jennifer she was in Kauai then and i said jennifer i would love to do this but i can't guarantee you the money i don't know how we pay for it she said i don't care about money i'm not concerned about that i've already bought my plane ticket I'm coming, and I'm sure it'll work out. And it did. <laughs> and people gave. Uh, we had a nice number of people there, and it was a wonderful workshop. And and they uh, people donated, and she got her expenses paid plus some honorarium, and the church made a little bit, and it was a win-win all the way around. So these these things can really happen. You know, they can really happen. What happens when you make a list? <laughs> None of that was on my list, and it wasn't on a vision board, and it wasn't in my contract. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you certainly have been, um, just, just through my experience, your desire to um, just stay in love is, is so inspiring and and you are you're stepping into what it is for you to do which is pretty big and and so lovely you know jennifer will often say 
stop just a minute. I'm getting a download here. <laughs> and for the longest time, I was like, what is she talking about? <laughs> and now I'm beginning to understand that, you know, when, when I clear the wax out of my ears and the jargon and the ego's thoughts and blah, 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 all that frantic stuff that the ego does, and that still quiet voice is in there just gently talking to me, uh, I get the downloads now. So truly, I am really awakening to what it is. I'm like, okay, what am I to do next? And it's easy, it's fun, it's enjoyable. And when you, when I commit to doing something, the means becomes available. And I'm grateful. And if it's not meant to be, then the means, and then there's resistance, and there are blocks, and they're like, okay, now what do you want me to do? And I always am getting an answer. Always, always, it's just fun to know that I have what we all have, and that is we work for God, and God will tell us what to do, and we just get to listen and trust and do it. And there was also a part of that you had to get aware, even up to this moment with we have ice out here, that if it doesn't happen, it's not meant to happen, and that's okay, too. So, sure. You know, so... Yeah. Um, one other thing, Wednesday is Karen's 70th birthday, so I'm really uh, happy for her. And you can all think about uh, 70 wonderful years and almost 50 with us, so <laughs> that's pretty good. Happy birthday, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it comes to me um, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. That's what we're all doing. So <clears throat> this is the second time, and I feel something <laughs> that my feet are cold. I need to go warm up, and it's like a quarter after over a quarter after the hour. And so... Um, I'm going to wrap it up. If, if anybody wants to speak, um, <clears throat> prayer requests or intentions. I forgot that last time. <laughs> so remember that this time. I would like prayer requests for clearing ancestral patterns around the sacral chakra. I uh, would like a prayer request for my spouse and myself and uh, this evolving relationship. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful. I have a prayer request. Um, it's for my friend. Uh, they're experiencing kind of extreme challenging in their marriage. And she asked me to pray for her. And while I was praying, I had a picture that like all of the ego, and I actually had like a sentence to this picture, like and all of the ego thoughts and beliefs will 
fall into nothingness. And then I set them just like in front of each other and just love flowing between them. And they're in the verge of divorce. So just the, for the highest and the best, I don't know what needs to happen, but some prayer support for them. It's a very close friend to me. I just want to say thank you all for the love. Um, thank you all for showing up. Thank you all for being here for each other. And um, I'm really grateful to be among, among you. For those of you that might not be on Facebook, if anybody's not on Facebook, Diane Brothers asked for prayer. She's one of my prayer partners. Uh, still having trouble with her cough and fever. That's why she's not here today. So I'll add that in. Does anybody feel inspired to pray out? Grand, I'll please. pray out today. Thank you. Place your hand on your heart or make your connection to spirit in the ways that you would prefer. Higher Holy Spirit Self, I'm so grateful for this hour together of such intimate sharing in revealing our connections to the Holy Spirit. I am so reminded to this experience of, even though we've all been through four years of training, we are still really in the beginner's mind. We're still here to acknowledge that it's that sort of experience. I think even Jesus spoke about be like the little children. And that's once again a reference to the beginner's mind, which so many of us are still finding. After all this training, we revert back to finding ourselves at that level. So I'm truly grateful for this group and not just the connection in the community, but also the wisdom that's imparted, what you reminded. Us of each other, what we remind each other of what's important. I am so thankful and grateful. Grateful, of course, for Jennifer Hadley and her experiences. And as we pointed out, the lovely little catchphrases that we get to share to help us stay on the path. So thankful and grateful. Thankful and grateful for the Zoom experience to be able to have a worldwide experience here where all of us seekers could all get together. I'm so thankful and grateful for that experience. Thank you for our European partners to be able to join us today. 
thank you for that love and compassion that I feel in my heart right now for all of us in this experience. It's so helpful. And of course, we share all our blessings. We share all this love. We share all this compassion with each other and with the wider group and with everyone out there, knowing that in the end, we are truly all one on this journey of life. And we truly let it be. Amen. Amen. Um, Amen. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Have a great week. Thank yeah. you so much. Bye. Bye.